Welcome to Illinois Family Spotlight, a conversation about issues of the day from a biblical perspective, as well as highlights from interviews, conferences, and events. Here's David Smith and Monty Larrick. Thanks for making Illinois Family Spotlight part of your day. I'm Monty Larrick, and this is David Smith, Hello. the Executive Director of the Illinois Family Institute. We're joined by Amy Gurkey the executive director of Illinois Right to Life. She's a member of the Speak Out Illinois Pro-Life Coalition, of which I am a member. Amy, I uh, went online to get some background information about you, and I was struck by a line in your bio. You came from Wisconsin Right to Life to Illinois because of the danger Illinois poses to women in surrounding states. Mm. Absolutely. Yeah, Illinois, at least in the Midwest, is ground zero for the fight for life, isn't it? It really is. Um, I was with Wisconsin Right to Life for several years, and uh, coming to Illinois was pretty much the last thing I expected to do. But um, as so often happens, God's plans were different from mine, and this opportunity presented itself. And um, the the reason I came here is I firmly believe that at its heart, Illinois is a pro-life state, that our politicians don't speak for the will of the people. And um, as we say around the Illinois Right to Life office every day, we firmly believe we can and we will win Illinois for life. And actually, we have to. We are Amen. such a threat to, to surrounding states. Well, you know what? First of all, welcome to the People's Republic of Illinois. Thank you Amy. so much. <laughs> we desperately need more reinforcements. Comrade Amy. <laughs> we, and, and I love to hear you say that Illinois is a pro-life state. Because if you just watch what's going on in our state legislature, um, <laughs> you would think the exact exact opposite. Mm -hmm. uh, Planned Parenthood and the abortion cheerleaders, as we like to call them, um, are doing everything possible to bump up their numbers, which means more bloodshed mm -hmm. and more innocent mothers um, and babies uh, being victimized. Mm -hmm. So that includes a lot of people from Wisconsin and Indiana and Missouri and Iowa, maybe even Kentucky, coming across the border uh, to take advantage of our lax laws. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Actually, the last six months I was at Wisconsin Right to Life, um, it was just after the clinic in Waukegan, the Planned Parenthood Regional Medical Center had been opened. And we knew immediately that the reason that clinic was there was to lure women from southeast Wisconsin. Yes. Um, Wisconsin Right to Life has been very successful in passing protective pro-life laws. And uh, since the early 90s, because of their strategic plan, they've saved nearly 200,000 pre-born lives in the state. However, with Illinois just across the border and Planned Parenthood and Personal PAC actively working to lure women, that was a huge concern for us. We knew that they were targeting the major population center in the state of Wisconsin, Milwaukee, you know, the Milwaukee-Kenosha corridor. And um, we see them not only doing that with Wisconsin, but as you mentioned, um, with the Flossmoor Clinic luring women from Indiana. Yeah, and, Gary, Indiana, Hammond, yeah, Indiana, come exactly. on over. Exactly, and, you know, Fairview Heights down in Metro East by St. Louis. St. Louis, The same yep. thing, and, you know, it, I wouldn't be surprised to see a clinic opening on the Iowa border at any second as well. That is their, their goal, and... Um, 
I'm not sure if you saw it or not. There's a story in the Tribune on January 25th stating that the number of women coming across the borders to Illinois for abortions increased by nearly 29 percent from 2019 to 2020 by approximately 10,000 women. So clearly this strategy by Illinois abortion advocates is working. In that article, did they say how many are taking advantage of the taxpayer funding portion, the Medicaid funding a portion of that? Funny, they didn't mention that. But that has to be a huge factor. The fact that our our Medicaid HB40 made it so easy for any woman to come to the state and get a taxpayer-funded abortion. And um, as I'm sure you know, the the other side will say till they're blue in the face, no, that's not the case. That doesn't happen. Only Illinois women can get taxpayer-funded abortions. No, no, anybody can come to our state and Including get a tax- illegal aliens. Exactly. Anybody can come to Illinois for a taxpayer-funded abortion. And what are we doing about this in our legislature? Shouldn't there be some kind of a legislation that would shore up how our Medicaid funds are used? Isn't there something in the hopper about that, Dave? There is, but you know what? Because it's good legislation, it doesn't even get a hearing down mm-hmm. in Springfield because we have super majorities of Democrats who don't care uh, to address these issues. They'd rather pander to their um, biggest constituents, maybe uh, fundraising advocates uh, in Planned Parenthood. Right, right. Um yeah, I mean, there's there's just so much to the problems of Illinois. So let me ask you this. Um, Springfield, we have been locked out of Springfield for quite a while. Mm-hmm. Our solutions are not going to be legislative, at least any time in the, the near time future. Being. No, no. So we have to work double hard, triple hard, quadruple art efforts trying to change hearts and minds on these issues, right? Absolutely. And... Um, uh, that is the plan of Illinois Right to Life. Um, I just started with Illinois Right to Life in December of 2020, and That's I spent right. the last year traveling around the state, um, getting to know the good pro-life people of Illinois, figuring out how you know the, the nuts and bolts of how Illinois got to the place that it is today. And the thing <laughs> that really surprised me is there are many, many great pro-life people around the state of Illinois yes, yes. who are true believers who have never heard of personal PAC, who have no idea what is in the Reproductive Health Act, who have no idea that our parental notice of abortion law was just repealed. So the number one thing that we have to do is we have to educate the people of Illinois, A, to how extreme and out of the mainstream our abortion laws are. Um, I have absolutely no doubt that there are many people around the state who might self-identify as pro-choice. But when you start talking to them about the fact that abortion clinics in Illinois regulate themselves, the fact that coroners no longer have to be called to an abortion clinic if a woman dies there, all the egregious things in the Reproductive Health Mm. Act, they would say, oh, whoa, wait a minute. That's not what being pro-choice means to me. They need to know that their legislators many times are much more concerned with doing the will of personal PAC and Planned Parenthood than they are of doing the will of their constituents. That, you know... They're afraid of being labeled anti-choice, right? They're they're afraid of a lot of things. But, you know, the thing that, that I believe our legislators need to realize is that the pro-life issue 
is a winning issue, yeah. that the vast majority of people are uncomfortable with abortion. They don't like abortion. Sec that, especially second and third trimester exactly, abortions. Exactly, exactly. Right? The vast majority of the population, again, including people who would say they're pro-choice, are vehemently opposed to late-term abortions. They have no idea that abortions are legal for any reason through all nine months of pregnancy right? in the state of Illinois. That's so right. we've got to let people know what's going on so they can hold their legislators accountable. I mean, it's a really heavy lift here in the state of Illinois. It's going to take a long time and a lot of hard work, but we can't be afraid. We have to be bold. We have to be tenacious. We have to persevere and we Amen. have to let the people of Illinois know what's going on. And um, oh, Illinois is really interesting. Um, I, I mentioned personal PAC. Um, one of the things that I, I noted was that they have so much power in the state, and they've been instrumental in electing these radically pro-abortion legislators here in Illinois. And it seems that, that these legislators in Illinois have brought a lot of other radical positions oh, with yeah. them. You know, the, uh, so, Absolutely. you know, our, one, of my, one of the things I've been trying to convey to people, you know, you might think abortion is, you know, this fringe issue that's gross that you don't want to think about, but abortion is what made Illinois the liberal wasteland that it is today, and abortion is going to be one of the main things that brings us back. So if you care about school choice, if you care about fiscal conservatism, if you care about religious freedom, you have to care about abortion. Amen. Amen. You know, the fact is, you're right, there's other legislation that has been introduced and even passed because of these uh, radical left-wing lawmakers that are, are sitting in Springfield, including a comprehensive sex ed bill exactly. that's, that's, that starts in kindergarten exactly. now. And it's almost as, as if Planned Parenthood, and I say this tongue-in-cheek, but at the same time, there's some truth to it, that they're, they're safeguarding future customers. Well, no, and that's exactly what it is. I mean, the thing that was just so shocking to me my first year in Illinois was the two major legislative priorities of the abortion industry in our state last session were to expand the abortion industry, to expand their profits on the backs of our children. Yep. First, through the yep. repeal of parental notification to yep. allow minor girls to have abortions without their parents even knowing. And secondly, the comprehensive sex education bill you mentioned, which is designed to hypersexualize our children, yes. normalize abortion, and allow the abortion industry to market to encourage, our... Encourage experimentation. Exactly. It, it's, it's horrendous. Yeah. It is absolutely horrendous. So why is... You came from Wisconsin. Why is Wisconsin much more pro-life than Illinois? <laughs> Wisconsin is not a real red state. No, it's not. No, it's not. So well, what, what strategies work there? But they got Senator Johnson. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> Senator Johnson's an amazing person. So, yeah. No, we've had a lot of great people in, um, in Wisconsin. Of course, there was... Sure. You know, Scott Walker, governor for years. Yep. There was uh, Rebecca Clayfish, who's now running for governor, was our lieutenant governor for years. Um, just a very, very strong army of pro-life individuals. And I credit that to one of my mentors, Barbara Lyons, who was the executive director yes. of Wisconsin Right to Life for many, many years. I first started working with Barbara back in 1993 when I did marketing and communications for National Right to Life in Washington, D.C., Barbara had the vision that by educating the people of Wisconsin about the reality of abortion, that would cause them to think about the issue, to realize that it was a detriment to 
not only women, you know, obviously not only to babies, not only to women, but to society as a whole. Mm -hmm. So she began a program called the Veritas Society, which was designed to um, basically they ran television ads designed to help people think about the issue um, that in turn helped them to uh, elect pro-life legislators to elect majorities of pro-life legislators in the Assembly and the Senate in Wisconsin. And beginning in 92, after the Casey decision, they were very strategic in passing pro-life law after pro-life law. So from, you know, in the in the early 90s, they had the educational ads, started with passing the pro-life legislation, and then um, they were able to transition the Veritas Society to be a vehicle to get women out of the doors of abortion clinics and through the doors of pregnancy research centers, again through education. And I fully believe that a similar strategy can work here mm. in Illinois. Mm. That, you know, as I mentioned earlier, that education... Veritas meaning truth. Very, exactly, exactly. And Illinois Right to Life has come up with a three-point strategic plan basically to replicate the success that we had in Wisconsin here in Illinois. Okay. Um, you know, education... You know, C3, you know, in non-profit speak, you know, just strict education on abortion issue. Right. On is the, the first key. And once we educate people, then we can start moving in the legislature. Um, you know, 2022 is going to be a big year. We definitely have the, the possibility of a red wave of a red wave. And I've spoken to so many legislators who've said if they only had two or three more people in the pro-life caucus, that would be so so advantageous, so helpful to them, and stopping the craziness that's coming down the pike from the abortion industry. So I mean, we have to elect the right people. We have to elect truly pro-life people. And, you know, I've been doing this, this pro-life thing for close to 36 years now. And what I've seen time and time again, when messaged correctly to the correct audience in the correct district, the abortion issue is always a winning but issue. But Amy, Amy, we want to stay away from the social issues. Oh, that is such a mistake. Says the, the rhinos. Yeah, that is such a mistake. Um, that is such a mistake. Um, yeah, fiscal oh, conservatism amen. is not going to save Illinois. What it, won, let me just interrupt you for one second. Wasn't it a social issue that won the re, re, Republican race for governor in Virginia just it recently? It was. <laughs> it absolutely was. And, you know, what's really interesting is with the repeal of parental notification, Illinois is poised to make the exact yes. same, to do exactly the same thing that was done in Virginia. In Virginia, uh, uh, Youngkin won on the basis that parents' rights had been taken away as far insofar as the education of their children went. Here in Illinois, the rights of parents have been taken away to be involved in the health care decision yes. of their minor children yes. with the repeal of parental notification. Absolutely. So I would say um, Republicans of every stripe would do well to look to Virginia as an example and look to the fact that Governor Pritzker and the Democrats of Illinois have told parents, you don't matter. Right. You do not matter in That's the right. health decisions of How your children. How dare they get in between me and my daughter? That's exactly. what I say as a parent. How dare they? Well, yeah, and I'm the, you know, you have daughters, I have daughters. Yeah. 
And you know, we even Monty has daughters. Have daughters. And you have daughters. We all have daughters. So you know, we you know we we know you know we know that our daughters, when they're twelve and thirteen, even when they're fifteen and sixteen, they need Absolutely. their moms and dads. Absolutely. They need us. They might think that they don't, but they do. And they did know more than me, but yeah, they, yeah. The, my my girls knew more than me too. But you know, well, let me ask you this before we go to break: Are you, Amy, a one-issue voter? Yes. Amen. Okay, good. I, I don't usually say yes to that answer. I say it is the first disqualifier. If you're not pro-life, then you're disqualified. There's exactly. Not, I, I can't move on to the next one. No, yeah, <laughs> no. Issue. Abortion is the watershed issue of our time. Amen. If you remove the rights from one segment of the population, you remove rights from all of us. If you if you dehumanize one portion right. of the human family, you, de- you dehumanize Every single one of us. Yeah, you're disqualified for for the rest of it. So. Exactly. Absolutely. Thank you now, so much. I think much. you mentioned the, the two points. What was the third? Oh, yeah, that's right. The third leg. Oh, the third leg is helping our friends at Pregnancy Resource Centers. Our pregnancy mm. Resource Centers are on the front lines of yes. the abortion debate, and they are so, so important. Um, you know, and there's, there's two facets to this. First of all, um, there are three pregnancy resource centers in the city of Chicago, while there are 17 abortion clinics. And in 2018, the last year for which we have numbers, um, Cook County accounted for nearly half of all of the abortions yep. in the state of Illinois. Yep. So, if and that we, was 45,000, there were 45,000 total abortions. There are 22, 23 in Cook County, yep. I believe, okay. something like that. Um, so, you know, if you're going to end abortion in Illinois, you have to go to the belly of the beast. And here in Illinois, the belly of that beast is the city of Chicago. Second thing we must do is we have to protect PRCs. Now that parental notice of abortion is gone, we fully expect the abortion industry to go after pregnancy resource centers and regulate them out of business. So we must, Illinois Right to Life is the only single issue pro-life state organization employing the only two full-time lobbyists on the abortion issue. So we are the vanguard. We are the front line of protecting these pregnancy resource centers. And that is going to be one of our top priorities this session and going forward. All right, this is Illinois Family Spotlight. Our guest is Amy Gurkey, the executive director of Illinois Right to Life. I want to talk more about that legislation that's in the hopper in Springfield mm-hmm. when we come back. So stay tuned. Apostles of Wokeism versus Disciples of Jesus Christ. The Illinois Family Institute's Worldview Conference, Saturday, February 26th at the Village Church of Barrington. To register, click events at IllinoisFamily.org. The enemy also uses false and deceptive political philosophy to rob people of their faith in God. Wokeism grips our nation, and the religion of the left is corrupting young people. Hear Christian perspectives from theologian Dr. Everett Piper and family ministry leader Dr. Rob Reno. We are seeing so many young people adopt Marxist ideology, and sooner or later they have to make a choice between their Marxist ideology and their belief in God. Everett Piper and Rob Reno, the Illinois Family Institute's Worldview Conference. To register, click events at IllinoisFamily.org or call 708-781-9328. 
The pandemic brought many unexpected things, and this might top the list. For the Colson Center, I'm John Stone Street with The Point. Several Nordic countries that for decades had among the world's lowest birth rates experienced a baby boom during the pandemic. In the second half of 2021, Iceland saw an incredible 16.5% more births than usual. Finland and Norway, 7 and 5% more births, respectively. Now, typically, a global crisis results in lower fertility rates. In the U.S., for example, the birth rate dropped by 4% during the pandemic, and in China, it was 15%. For years, Nordic countries have offered generous incentives to increase childbirths to little effect, as have other European nations that didn't see a similar boom during the pandemic. So money can't explain this. Well, perhaps for some, they realize what really matters. One Icelandic mom of teenagers said it this way, we would just have conversations about everything and nothing and have fun and laugh. I think that was the tipping point. I realized I wasn't ready to be done with the mom thing. Yep, the mom thing and the dad thing is a good thing. I'm John Stone Street. Thanks for joining Illinois Family Spotlight. Monty Lurick here along with David Smith. I'm still here. The Executive Director of Illinois Family Institute. Our guest is Amy Gurkey, the Executive Director of Illinois Right to Life. Amy, boy, you've had some great information so far, but if people need to get in contact yeah. with Illinois Right to Life, what should they do? Well, they are welcome to come visit our website, IllinoisRightToLife.org. And if you have any questions or want to reach out to us directly, please email us at info at IllinoisRightToLife.org. We monitor that email all the time. And um, if you have questions for me or anyone else on staff, we can will get sign back. up for an email alert system. They or absolutely update? thank you for that. They absolutely can. Just go to our website, and there will be a pop-up window allowing people to sign up for our email list. And, and of course, you're not on Facebook or Twitter or anything like that, are you? No, absolutely not. No, absolutely. We are. We are. I encourage. We're on Facebook. We're on Instagram. Um, lots of great information on Instagram. We're also on Twitter. You can follow the Illinois Right to Life account, or you can follow me personally. It's Amy C. Gerke 1. And like, on, okay, go ahead. Sorry. On Twitter. So. Okay, okay. Amy, say it again. Amy C. Gerke 1 on Twitter. The number one. Mm-hmm. And you yeah, spell and your name. It is G-E-H-R-K-E. This is she's good Irish Wisconsin. name, wasn't it? Good for good Wisconsin. Irish name. <laughs> so I'm thinking Brett Favre and how he spells his name. So, Brett you know. Favre of Rock. Yeah. Right. <laughs> okay. Okay. And as soon as there's a social platform that's good for conservatives, we're all going to jump on there oh, too. Oh, absolutely. absolutely. There we go. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we Facebook and Instagram are necessary evils right. because that's exactly. where a lot of the women are that we need absolutely. to reach. So that's that's where we are. Well, well let me ask you about that. Are you being uh, Kind of censored. screen censored by Facebook and the like. Um, shadow banned. <laughs> shadow. Yeah, I mean, this is all conjecture and hearsay. We've suspected that we've been we've been shadow banned, yep. and um, uh, we actually have a project at Illinois Right to Life called Project Love, and we provide grants to women who might be considering abortion because of immediate financial crisis. So working wow. with our friends at Pregnancy Resource Centers, we provide payment directly to landlords, utility companies, other legitimate creditors. So these financial hurdles are overcome. Are not a factor in the right. decision. Right. And it's yeah. easy. You know, these women can choose life and aren't worried about financial concerns. So anyway, um, this was about the time I joined Illinois Right to Life. Uh, we, we sought to do a Facebook marketing campaign to raise money for Project Love, which is basically, a, you know, like I said, a project to help women choose life. And, you know, we also give grants to women with children under two years old. So we can also help young families 
parent confidently. Wait, 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 wait. But you only care about the babies until they're born. That's, yeah, that's what... Isn't that one of the criticisms that the is, That is one of the biggest... A two-year-old? Wait a minute, wait yeah, a minute. Yeah, no, that's, as, as you well know, that's one of the biggest, you know, lies told about the pro-life movement yep. is... Anyway, that's yep. that's a whole other issue. But anyway, Facebook um, banned that advertising campaign. Oh, you're kidding me. No, they said that it was political and controversial. It said nothing about politics. This is a program of Illinois Right to Life's 501c3. And um, yeah, it was it was just really really. Oh, shocking. I would have I would have loved to have Lori write about that. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, we had some some great legal help and and so oh, forth. Good. But it good. was um, yeah, it was. Uh, so let me just ask you: are, are you taking donations for Project Love at this point? Uh, we are taking donations for all of the work of Illinois Right to Life. Um, yeah, again, visit our website, IllinoisRightToLife. You're to a C3, Life. so it's tax deductible. 100% tax deductible. If you donate to Illinois Right to Life, our sister organization, Illinois Right to Life Action, the political arm of Illinois Right to Life. That's a C4. That's a C4. That is so it's not, not tax deductible. Right. But yeah, um, yeah, Illinois Right to Life, our 501c3, um, could definitely use everybody's generosity Absolutely. we have a lot of plans for 2022 very good so. wow. that, well that sounds very well, i just want to kind of stick it in the face of facebook you know raise <laughs> raise some money for project love here exactly. man. exactly <laughs> you know before the break you were talking about uh, protecting pregnancy care centers yes resource centers but personal pack as you know as you mentioned uh, successfully lobbied to repeal parental notice mm-hmm and now they're going after these pregnancy resource centers, pregnancy care centers. Yes. There's a bill in the legislature. Mm-hmm. House Bill 4221 mm-hmm. creates the Pregnancy Center Disclosure Act. This is dangerous legislation. Yes. Tell us what's in there that we need to be aware of. Mm. So um, this bill is very similar to a bill that was passed in California and went all the way to the U.S. Supreme Court. And the Supreme Court found that it was unconstitutional, that it was a violation of the First Amendment. Why was that? Um, the, the California bill and the Illinois bill are very similar in that they would mandate that pregnancy resource centers in all of their advertising, disclosed that they do not perform abortions. Not only do they have to disclose that in English, they have to disclose it in every language that the Pregnancy Resource Center might possibly serve. So, um, you know, take a Pregnancy Resource Center in the city of Chicago. The city of Chicago is a melting pot. You could have, you know, uh, people who speak Spanish, Korean, Hmong, you know, you name it. Polish, Southside. Yeah, every, you know... That's pretty funny there, (laughs) Marty. Quick on the wit there. Anyway, so basically every pregnancy resource center ad would be nothing but a bunch of disclosures that they don't perform abortions. And the Supreme Court in its wisdom said, no, you can't do this. You cannot mandate this. This is is Mandated speech, yeah. Exactly. You you can't can't do that. So anyway, so... um, we don't know if this bill is going to go anywhere because we, it almost certainly would end up in court. It almost certainly would be defeated. But what we, what we do know is that there are likely other plans, that there are likely other things that the abortion industry sure. is going to try and do because sure. their biggest competition is these pregnancy resource centers. I mean, we know that most women who go into a pregnancy resource center – 
once they see that baby on the ultrasound machine, they realize there's, you know, there's a, a little person inside of them. It's their little baby, and they choose life. And that is that is a huge threat to the abortion industry. That's dollars directly out of their pocket, and they are going to do whatever it takes to keep the revenue stream going. I wouldn't doubt if the leadership in Springfield wants to throw some red meat to its base, right? Mm -hmm. and so that sounds like a red meat piece of bill right there. Right. Um, but I would suspect that they'd also try to go after something like uh, allowing nurse practitioners to be able to do abortions, right? Loosen up the restrictions. Oh, I wouldn't be surprised at all. We it may not be able to find doctors anymore, you know, that are willing to kill babies. So let's mm -hmm. go find some... Uh, other nurses. Right. Yeah. No, funny thing. Most legitimate doctors don't want to kill people for a living. So that is a huge kind problem with the abortion runs industry. Runs against that first do no harm thing. Exactly. You know? Kind of a little contradiction there. But anyway, that is the, a huge problem I'm doing with air quotes that you can't see for the abortion industry is they cannot find abortion providers. And well, that's um, one of my prayers. When I stand out in front of the Flossmore Planned Parenthood, mm -hmm. I pray that they are not able to find people to find the positions within that building. Mm -hmm. So not even not even the uh, janitorial staff. They can't find anyone to do the work. Mm -hmm. But um, anyway, I just I, I I'm getting sidetracked. So um, Illinois right to life um, covers the the gambit, right? It, it, and not, we're, we're talking abortion, but there's a very real possibility in the near future. We're going to get physician-assisted suicide yes. being proposed here in Illinois. Maybe even this session. It's Maybe not over. even this session. We'll see, right? Yes, yes. So what's your thoughts on that? Because you've seen this in other states move. Right, right. And um, uh, that is a very, very real threat. Um, uh, basically, for listeners who are unfamiliar, um, there is a very active end-of-life pro-death movement that seeks to allow people to and they, they couch kill it themselves. under the compassionate choices. Right. You know, choice and dying. Choice and dying. Yeah, yes. yeah that choice word rears its ugly head again. So um, Equality and death. <laughs> so anyway, yeah, we uh, uh, we heard rumblings uh, over the summer that uh, an assisted suicide bill was going to be introduced this session. Um, we, you know, as of Today, January 25th, we have not seen that yet, but it's definitely a very, very real threat and something our team has already been been working on in Springfield. So um, uh, the goal of Illinois Right to Life is to protect all innocent human life from conception until natural death. So should assisted suicide become an issue here in the state, we will fight that just as and we'll be in the trenches next to you. Yep. Well, we're so glad. We're so glad to have y'all's partnership. <laughs> yeah, so. that's very important. Mm -hmm. well, well, how do we stop these? Uh, Illinois Right to Life, Illinois Family Institute, we're, we're working. As to, allies, yep. As mm -hmm. allies, uh, because we, we pose these anti-life measures. Mm -hmm. But what can people listening to this do right now, especially in the run-up to the Supreme Court decision, that could overturn Roe versus Wade. Mm. What should we be doing right now? Don't be afraid to talk about this issue. Amen. Talk about this issue with your friends and neighbors. People, 
children and grandchildren too. Yes, yes. We've got to pass this on to the next generation. Mm-hmm. They don't know what they don't know. And exactly. we take it for granted they're just going to catch it by osmosis. You did, Amy, because your dad was in the Right to Life movement. But I, I'm, gar- I'm guessing that you had some heart-to-heart conversations probably with your dad, right? Yeah, as, no, as I, was, I was very fortunate to grow up in a family where every night around the dinner table there were very deep, mm, hard conversations you where you know, we were forced to think long and hard about what we believed and why we believed it and to never take anything for so granted. Important. So yeah, so no, you raise a very good point. Talk to your children about that. Um, have these hard conversations around the dinner table. Yep. I mean, it's up to, you know, it's, you know, unless your kids are going to a great Christian school, they are not going to get this information, you know, in their public school and their no, public university. <laughs> um, so, you know, please talk to your children, talk to your friends and neighbors, you know, Prayer, obviously, is very, very important that God's will be done. Um, You know, we all see in our lives that a lot of times God works his way through crazy ways that we couldn't possibly understand with our mortal minds, but pray that God's will be done and that, that we, you know, that not just we around this table, but we collectively as the conservatives of Illinois are able to make a difference. And... Um, you know, one thing that Illinois has done really, really well, one thing that, that the pro-life movement here has done well is to get people in front of the abortion clinics praying, to get people standing on overpasses with oh, signs. You, those, I that's, was going to ask you about that. I'm so glad you brought this up. Right. So those are those are very important things. But, um, you know, to, to plug for Illinois Right to Life, what needs to happen in Illinois is a large-scale plan to affect a a statewide shift in public opinion on this issue. And to the best of my knowledge, a single issue pro-life organization has not done that in that state yet. So, you know, I encourage people to go to our website and sign up for our email list. We're going to have um, at least two, hopefully more, Illinois Right to Life Days of Action, where we send people out to do lit drops, to do direct outreach from their homes, to write letters to the editor, to be on the ground making a difference. Um, If that's not something you're comfortable with, donate to Illinois Right to Life. We need your financial help. Everything we do is through the generosity of our donors. Um, I encourage you just to stay involved, to keep yourself educated. There's so much going on. Um, When you sign up for Illinois Right to Life's email list during the legislative session, if there is something going on in regards to the life issue, you will hear about it immediately. We also need people, when we send out those action alerts, to contact your legislators, to fill out witness slips, to be the voice of the unborn who who don't have a voice. We, We can win Illinois for life, but we cannot do it without the help of every pro-life citizen of the state. So what do you say, Amy, to the person who says, but my my lawmaker is uh, Emmanuel uh, Chris Welsh, who's the chair, you know, <laughs> right. the Speaker of the House, or, or you know, um, Kelly, uh, Cassidy, Kelly Cassidy, you know, right. who's yeah. an abortion cheerleader. Uh, they won't listen to me. It doesn't matter what I say. What do you say to, to the Oh, it doesn't matter. No, please call them. They log all of those calls, right. and constituent calls do make a difference. Um, about 15 years ago, I worked in the Wisconsin legislature for a state senator, and part of my job was logging all of those calls, keeping track of of who called and and so forth and emails are great but phone calls are better the phone sure. calls are what really make a difference and if you you know really are 
feeling strongly about this, you know, take a drive to Springfield and go visit them in person. Nothing shakes up a pro-abortion legislator more than a pro-lifer sitting in their office. And I, I would just add to that, the last thing we want to do is leave them with the impression that no one cares about the exactly, issue. Exactly, exactly. We cannot let them think that nobody cares. We have to let them know that there are pro-life people out there, that pro-life people care, and that we are not going to be silent. We're not going to go away. We're not going to be intimidated. Yeah, Dietrich are... Bonhoeffer said, silence in the face of evil is evil itself. Exactly. Right? Exactly. We've got to speak out. So, mm -hmm. Amy, is this a bad time politically for the high court to rule on abortion. If Roe falls, the argument is that it will give Democrats the ammunition they need to gin up their base. And big picture, this could hurt the pro-life cause. What do you think? Well, that's, that's a really loaded question. There are a whole lot of facets to that. Um, just on the surface, one could say yes, but is there ever really a good time or a bad time? As I mentioned a few minutes ago, God's timing is perfect, and he works his will through ways that we with our mortal minds could not possibly understand. Um, you know, this is, this is Amy speaking. Um, right now, we have an incredibly unpopular president. We have a lot of things going terribly wrong in our country. We're, you know, facing very serious threats both in the Ukraine and you China. know in, in Asia and China and so there's there's a lot of really serious things going on so my hope is that you know the Supreme Court does what we expect them to do that they overturn or at least significantly roll back Roe versus Wade send it back to the states yeah yeah send it back to the states or you know God willing admit that under the 14th Amendment preborn children have a right to protection under the law amen to that but um, you know whatever the Supreme Court does it will save lives and you cannot argue with saving lives in the immediate sense amen and you know, my belief is that there are enough serious problems that people are unhappy enough in this country that they're going to, that this red wave is not going to be stopped. And that, you know, that it's just a perfect time. From your time. lips to God's ears. Well, no, and, and my hope that this is a perfect timing. The Supreme Court overturns Roe versus Wade. Boom, we have this red wave, dozens of more pro-life legislators, both on the state and federal level, yep. who are able to charge in yep. and, you know, pass more laws to restore more protections, more legal protections to preborn children who desperately need it. So that's that's my hope that this red wave is strong enough to overcome anything that the court might do. And you know, my other hope is that you know, the the pro-abortion side has their messaging going that the reason the court is thinking about overturning Roe versus Wade is it's an extreme right court, that this is a political move. No, the Supreme Court is about to overturn Roe versus Wade because science has proven behind beyond the shadow of a doubt that the preborn child is fully human and fully deserving of protection. And Americans, even some Americans who might consider themselves pro-choice, realize that, hey, this is a baby in the womb and that abortion is bad and is bad for women, of course bad for babies, bad for society, and it needs to change. Even Ruth Bader Ginsburg said that Roe versus Wade was, was bad. bad. <laughs> so, you know, it's, it's bad. It needs to go. Well, that brings us back full circle to our need, our, your need to educate the public, right? Exactly. Back to educate. And um, I have to wonder, in, in your efforts to educate, does that include um, not only just, you know, the, the appreciation of the sanctity of life, 
But a pro-life position, you know, we have a population dearth problem coming up. It's on Mm -hmm. the horizon. The Pope has uh, talked about it. Mm -hmm. Um, What's your thoughts there? Because Elon Musk has talked about it. Elon Musk, exactly. Exactly. Right? Right? So, so, you know, there's... um, there's this aversion to uh, big families, and and there's just what do we do about this idea that children are a burden in general, and and I think that's at the core of it all. Well, D- Dave, you're doing your part. Well, yeah, I was going to say he is doing his part. <laughs> so. that, that was after the Lord got a hold of me and my wife because we were going to be dinks when we we got married. We were going to be double income, no kids. Really? Yeah. Oh wow! And the, you know how God sits back and laughs at your plans? Exactly. That's what He did. <laughs> So, Eight but kids seriously, later. seriously, I mean, this is this is a serious issue. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it, it, Anthony Esselon just wrote about it in, in Crisis Magazine too. You know, um, big families are are fantastic mm-hmm. for a number of reasons, but this idea of only one child, even in China, is still persisting, even though they've um, allowed it up to three children now, right? Three children now in China. But because the law taught for so long one child, that's what they're comfortable with, and that's not sustainable. No, absolutely not. And, um, yeah, I, I do think it really is a tragedy here in America that so many people see children as a burden, as you said. So um, part of what we have to do as a conservative movement, as a pro-life movement, is educate people on the beauty of life that every child is a gift that every child is created in the image of god exactly exactly and that life is beautiful life is good um yeah, this is going way back. I'm dating myself. Back in the 90s, um, the DeMoss Foundation did these beautiful ads that were ultimately pro-life, just expressing how beautiful children were, mm-hmm. how good life was, how good family was. And that's what we have to do as a pro-life movement is to you know, let people know that, that happiness doesn't come from fulfilling nope. yourself. Happiness comes from fulfilling others and giving giving your life to other people, be it by having children yourself, enriching other children yourself, just just giving what you have to the next generation. Well, and, 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 you know, we know that the Word of God says that He wants the earth filled with His likeness. Mm-hmm. And we're not even close to that. No. <laughs> so, you know, um, but it's the only thing we can take with us to heaven. Exactly. Our children. Exactly. It's the only thing we can take with you us. You can't take your fancy apartment or your fancy car or your... Or even the gold that you've got stored in the backyard in the little treasure chest, Exactly. Right? Exactly. <laughs> so, Well, no. with what's happening in the legislature, what could happen at the Supreme Court, what better time to get involved in a 40 Days mm. for Life campaign? Mm-hmm. And, Amy, you're all for that, aren't you? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um you know, there's being a direct witness, standing on the streets is a, a great way to stand for life. And Amen. every year, 40 Days for Life saves so many lives. Um, you know, I've in my years in the pro-life movement, I've met so many women who've said that if, you know, there had just been one person who right. told them, you know, there's another way, there's right. somebody who will help you, you don't have to do this, you have another choice. Um, we know that over 60% of women who have abortions feel coerced in some way into having their abortion. So this isn't about women's choice. This is about women being forced into doing something they really don't want to do. Yeah. So, you know, 40 Days for Life, the sidewalk counseling, it is so important. And we'll never know this side of heaven 
how many women who have been overwhelmed with emotion driving to that abortion clinic who saw the people praying out there and then realized that's a sign from God. I've got to turn around. Mm-hmm. No, exactly. You exactly. Know? And, you know, we know that so many times women are being taken to abortion clinics by their abuser, by their pimp. pimp. Well, yeah, you'd, by, you know, by these people who certainly do not have their best interest at heart. And they are desperate for a lifeline. They're desperate for somebody to reach out. That's and another help them. topic for another day, this whole sex trafficking, which is, you know, exploding human trafficking in general, but sex mm-hmm. trafficking is a huge industry in America that we don't talk about. And it's, it's maybe we, we should follow up with um, Amy or, or Dr. Well, Jacobs when, I, when I we get a I think repeal chance. of parental notice will only expedite that. Right. Well, no, I was going to say will. the repeal, that was, you know, that was, as you know, one of our, our huge concerns about the repeal of parental notification, that it basically enabled um, human traffickers and other sexual predators to hide their crimes with abortion. And we know that one of the, you know, biggest highways for sex trafficking in the nation is between Milwaukee and Chicago. Oh, and then you're Chicago kidding. down to, well, you know, doesn't my, surprise me, but well, yeah, my, my husband and I have a, a really good friend who did, uh, law enforcement for the IRS. I didn't know that IRS had law enforcement. But anyway, he worked... If Biden in... gets his way, he'll have 80,000 more agents going up. Anyway, sorry. Yeah, no, but he, di- he, worked in, he worked in the Milwaukee-Chicago corridor, and the stories he told were just absolutely bone-chilling, and that this is one of the biggest areas in the nation for human trafficking. And now Governor Pritzker has basically enabled these traffickers to take advantage of even more girls, both here in Illinois and in our neighboring states, through the repeal of this law. It's absolutely insidious. One of the reasons I'm a big conceal and carry fan for my daughters. (laughs) Anyway. (laughs) Well, Amy, thank you so much for what you're doing. Tell us again how to find your website, your email address, and your Twitter handle. Sure. We are IllinoisRightToLife.org. Just go to the website and you should have a pop-up window that will allow you to sign up for our emails. I encourage each and every one of you listening today to please sign up for our emails. That's the best way to stay informed about what's going on with the life issues in our state, as well as to know how you can help us win Illinois for life. Um, We are on Facebook. We're on uh, uh, Instagram. Just do a search for Illinois Right to Life. We're really easy to find. And then we're Illinois Right to Life on Twitter, and you can follow me on Twitter at Amy C. Gerke 1, and that's G-E-H-R-K-E. All right, we'll put it in the show notes at the bottom of this podcast. We could take much more time, but right. I need to take my nap. So. Oh, well, thank you so much for inviting me. <laughs> and, we, and we've got work to do. Roll up our sleeves and, and we, get to work. So thank you. Thank you, Amy, for Amy, spending some time welcome. with us. Thank you. God bless you. And thank you, folks, for tuning in. Tell your family and friends about Illinois Family Spotlight. And until next time, stay healthy, stay active, and God bless. For more information about Illinois Family Spotlight, visit ifiaction.org. And to email questions and comments, do so at feedback at ifiaction.org.